Welcome to Distant Grey D&D. My name's Phil, and I'm the Games Master, and I'd like to introduce you to this podcast of ours. We call it The Copper Wars. It's an organic podcast, in the sense that we play the game, we video it, and this is the result. So expect some pops and crackles, and sometimes there may be some technical hitches, but in the end, we're all about the game. So The Copper Wars is set in 1898, and we play this weekly here in Western Australia, and we do it on the internet. It has a decidedly steampunk feel, although we do use 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons as our model. I'd like to introduce the cast. I've introduced myself as the Games Master, but I also play a bear called Gregor. He's a fighter, he means well, but he's a little bit slow. Next we have Stuart Muldoon, and he plays Ikbo von Kirby, the rogue, and he's a kobold. Then we have Elise Spencer as Song the Druid, and she's a tabaxi. Then we have Serena Bailey, and she plays Timber the Fighter, and she's a wolfkin. Carswell the Human Fighter is played by Jezza Sweatman. Wookie the Dwarf Cleric is played by Sheena Melrose. And we have Kira Ten Hove-Smith playing Anace the Human Bard. And finally, we have Carmen Lucaras playing Rosa Voltaire, and she is a druid. We hope you enjoy what you listen to. Now sit back, turn the volume up, and settle into the Copper Wars. <laughs> I'm gonna go as well. Okay. Over. So I'll, I'll do it in instructional order. It's so it costs a hundred marks to spin the wheel. Oh yeah. Hundred marks. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm uh, going you, for this. You can you can win some great prizes, but you could also win total trash as well. Um, wow, hundred marks. How much? So, what would you normally in this world be able to purchase for a hundred marks? Um, a hundred marks. I'm saying will probably be about three days' wages for most people. Well, you could have gotten that like like prosthetic exo hand, but yeah. <laughs> to, to be fair, we were paid five hundred to yeah. get the cylinder, yeah. so you've got it on you. Be right back, sorry. True. Mixed feelings. Do they have a kitty wheel? That's <laughs> <laughs> 50 marks. Okay, so who's taking part now? Uh, it was going to ask Rosa if she wants a discount for this one as well. She's going to ignore him. Uh, probably for the best. Is there a display of the things you could win? That's not how there is work. no display. No. Oh, Sheena wouldn't, but Wookie would. <laughs> I can't believe that people are fretting over imaginary money that they don't have. I'm in. I'm 100 committed to this. Okay, so Rose yeah. is definitely in. Yeah, uh, Wookie would. Wookie would. Wookie is. Mm-hmm. Tim was Timber taking part. Yep, Timber's Timber's got the coin. So, uh, sorry, the marks. Uh, he'll participate. Cool. And Caswell. Yep. Okay. So, is Enigbo, you're not. I you am. Are. You are. So it's basically just song, and because song's a spaced out, wacky, hippie one. Um, okay. So I'm going to start with Timber first. You hand your hundred marks over. Um, basically, everyone has stopped eating and drinking and is now watching the wheel because they know this is an awful lot of fun, or it can be. It's like that um, build-up clapping happens. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the elf says, "Okay, spin that wheel." And so you need to roll me a d100, please, Timber. 
okay. Um, hold on, this I've got to get a digital what, one up. What you, Carswell. This is Timber. That's not common either, Timber. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, I'm just pulling up my digital one. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, please be nice <laughs> to me. <laughs> I got 77. 77? Okay. Well, That's a number. No. Legit, if we can, oh, no. Hold on. <laughs> it's just, I'm, oh, oh, I can't. I, I don't know. Really see it though. What, uh, oh, it, it's, oh, I saw 77. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so you just so I'm not fibbing. So no, no, I trust you. Um, and even if I even if I didn't trust you, you don't even know what the prizes are, so you can't cheat. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> so you're given a scroll and uh, the elf um, looks wide-eyed in amazement he says oh i think you're going to enjoy this and so you have a scroll that you can use at any time and you use it once okay for one minute after you use the scroll your strength goes to 25 Ooh. so you get a bit of a hulk moment going on yeah and that lasts, and that lasts for one minute so that's 10 rounds of combat however as soon as that minute's over you gain Aww. two points of exhaustion. Okay. And I'll make that however I feel, however long I feel. It won't be forever. It's just <clears throat> so Hulk smash. That, that works for timber. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I'm going to go to Rosa next. Spin that wheel. Eighty-nine. Eighty-nine. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so you get a scroll Ooh. and when you use this scroll you get something called uncanny speed your speed is doubled and your ac is increased by three but you have to move at least half your speed every turn and, it, <laughs> and there's a 25 percent chance you will run into any wall you get within five feet of if you're not moving parallel to it oh that is gold <laughs> Wait, can you reread that second time into my notes so your speed is doubled <clears throat> and your AC is increased by three. Yeah. But you, you have to move at least half your speed every single turn. So you've <laughs> got to keep moving. Um, and there's a one in four chance that you will run into any wall you get within five feet of. <laughs> nice. This is going to be fun. Okay. And, I will, and I will say that that's for one minute as well. Lovely. Okay. I'm going to go to Carswell next. All right. Um, I'm using a dice tap, so 15. 15? Oh, they do say the lower ones are the worst ones. Hold on. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> as long as it's not like an amulet that clamps on my, on my wrist, <laughs> I'm going to Oh, I should have done that. <laughs> yeah, I hope nobody gets any shiny jewellery on their wrist for plot <laughs> reasons. That would be unfortunate. Okay. So, yeah, okay. You get a doll <laughs> that you can't get rid of. So, Carswell, oh. you get a scroll. And it, on it is written the words tough love. So you can use this um, and I will let you with this scroll cast cure wound. No, which is the more powerful cure wounds one? Healing word? Yeah, I think so. That's an excellent okay, Whichever one's superior is a healing, healing word or cure wounds. Um, you can use that to the maximum amount of healing. Um, but at the end of the encounter, anyone you've healed, so the person that you've healed with that, uh, takes a level of exhaustion. You get a scroll. You get a scroll. Everybody gets a scroll. 
Um, and that brings us to Rookie. <laughs> Run out of all the good ones now. Oh, the score rolling. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. 39. 39. <laughs> uh, okay. <That> sound good. <laughs> so you you get awarded a necklace. And, ah. the, and the elf explains to you that as a cantrip, you can now cast Misty Step. Ah. But there's a one in five chance, or in other words, there's a two in ten chance that you will be paralyzed for one hour after you cast it. <laughs> that is so, only to be used in, in case of emergencies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because an, an hour is a long time. <laughs> mm. And finally, so, we go to so Ixon, I, what, One second. So mm. I cast it and then I'm immediately Misty incapacitated if it happens to be one of those. So what happens is if you tell me, because you haven't got Misty Step as a cantrip, or have you? No. So if you say oh, you're using your Misty Step, and everyone else can remind me if I forget, after you use um, Misty Step, um, I need you to roll me a D10, and we'll pick two numbers on that D10, and if you happen to roll one of those, and I have to trust you on this, um, if you roll one of those two numbers, you will be paralysed for an hour. Oh, I can always take a photo of my Yeah. Roll. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I trust you anyway, so that's cool. <clears throat> and finally, Igbo. 23. 23. Okay. Oh no. It had to be one. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so this this gift you receive is called Dark Healer. The gifted has an unexplained supernatural ability to transfer health between two creatures of the same size. Two times per week, they might they may touch two creatures and transfer two d two d six health from one to the other though it will never steal too much. However, 1d6 rounds later, the gifted takes 1d3 psychic damage and must make a wisdom save or it is permanent damage. Oh my god. So that's pretty uh, full on. Well, I'm the only person here with a small trait, so it's useless. Um... Well, you, yeah, but you... you Does you it have, have to be you? It doesn't have you to be have one to of use us. use it on yourself. You can use it on two of your colleagues or oh. or two bad guys or whoever it may be it doesn't or if you come across a small creature like yourself you can do it with yourself but so yeah you you get you can transfer 2d6 health um but there's a one in uh however 1d6 rounds later the gifted takes 1d3 of psychic damage um and then must make a wisdom saving throw or it becomes permanent so i will take a photo of that just so um you have it available to you Alright, I think I wanna I think I wanna take part in this. I feel yeah. like well, I feel well, like after everybody's yeah. had a I know, right? I'm like this sounds And and that's how they get you. That's why it's so popular is that people see them and think, you know what, it maybe it's worth the risk. So, oh, uh, so spin the wheel, roll me a D one hundred. Uh roll D one hundred. I can't find my dice. So was mine uh, so the thing that I've got, was it a, an amulet or a scroll or Roll. You now have an unexplained supernatural ability. Okay, and I can use that as many times as I want, or um, two times a week. Two times a week. Yeah. Eighty-two. Eighty-two. <laughs> 
I'm sure what? I've used this one before. It's awesome. Uh, for 24 hours, and I will allow you to do this just for the, sh for the fun and the giggles. I'll allow you to do this um, after any long rest. But for 24 hours, so it's a necklace. I'll give you a lovely wooden bead necklace. Perfect. Uh, for 24 Matches. hours after you um, activate it, you gain plus two charisma. But any clothes you become, any clothes you wear become invisible. <laughs> I'm okay with that. And they I'm only invisible when they're on the person wearing the necklace. Do they become visible when you take them off, or are they permanent? Are clothes permanently invisible for 24 hours. So I say that again. You moved away from your microphone. Yeah. <clears throat> Do the clothes stay invisible when you when they remove are removed from the person? Um. So you don't. Do have they to just disappear? <clears throat> so once you use your charisma ability, the clothes just magically become invisible and transparent. So, but if you took them off, they would yeah. remain invisible. I don't know. You'd have to try. So I get to do this once per long rest. Let's say yeah, and and let's <laughs> not make it twenty-four hours. Let's make it six hours yeah. between long rests. Six hours. Yeah. It's a totally hippie chick thing to do. I, I know, right? Just be like, oh, hey guys. <laughs> so, I'm warm uh, and naked. Yeah. <laughs> so if, yeah, if anyone else wants to have a go of spin the wheel, you're more than welcome. Can, can, can you cast that on people or just on you? I think it's to the necklace. It's, it's just going to be for song. Can I spin the wheel again? Of course you can. That's another I'm so tempted. <laughs> people are yeah. laughing and cheering and egging you on. Do it. 28. 28. 28. Uh, this is a long one, so I will, I'll, I'll read through it, but I will also send it to you as well. Uh, <clears throat> it's called a bag of luck. So Ooh. a seemingly ordinary leather bag with no markings or sinister aura whatsoever. It is secured by a long string around enough, long enough to go around your head, and it will not open until someone places the string around their neck. Inside the bag of luck are 24 pearlescent beads that smell delicious and all, seem almost to glow with their own light. Don't lean walking near them. <laughs> each bead is exactly one hour of luck. 12 good, 12 bad. There is no way to determine which is which without eating it and activating it. When under the effect of good luck bead, the user cannot fail in anything involving an element of luck. In game terms, every single die roll the user makes will be a critical success. When under the effect of bad luck bead, the user cannot succeed in anything involving an element of luck. In game terms, every single die roll will be a critical failure. Any, oh. attempt, any attempt to use logic or trickery to determine which beads are which by, for example, taking one bead and seeing that it was bad luck and then eating all the remaining 23 on the theory that the good luck will counterbalance the bad luck will backfire. In that example, <laughs> what the user took for bad luck initially will all turn out to have long-term positive effects and taking all the remaining beads will result in catastrophe and possibly death from ill fortune. Wow. The bag cannot be taken from the user's neck until all beads are eaten. Any attempt to remove the bag before then will result in the bag tightening around the user's neck and strangling them until they stop trying to remove it. If the beads are not all used within 72 hours, the bag will strangle and kill the user. <gasps> I, uh, I would, wait, how long do the effects of each bead last? I will, I will extend the 72 hours because that seems a bit harsh. No, no, no. I can't. Oh. Um, you get one wait, hour all, per bead. All, 20, all 24 in 72 hours or one per 72 hour block? If the beads are not all used within 72 hours, but we're going to change that. It's not going to be 72 hours. Well, she um, hasn't put the bag on her neck yet, so... <laughs> That would be when it starts, you right? can put on someone else. 
Mm. Now, what, so what I'm going to say, because this is a game of chance after all, is that the elf put it on your neck and then explain what it was. <laughs> so. and what's the time limit? Uh, I haven't decided yet. It, okay. it, seems, it seems inhumane to make you take 24 of these things in, in 72 hours because I can see that you can use these beads and I want you to keep a, a record of the 24 beads. Oh, okay. Can, can I take one now and spin the wheel again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it involves oh, yes. one. But what's a success and what's a failure on a... Well, we're about to find out, aren't we? Most valuable or least <laughs> valuable item? I tell you what, let's, let's do this. Let's do this. In the bag, there are now 20 beads, 10 good and 10 bad. You roll a d20 when you take one. If it's an odd number, it's bad. If it's an even number, it's good. How about that? Okay. So then so you can possibly get when, more good. When, when, when you've got less beads, are you just going to keep a register of what numbers she, she's rolled? No, Rose is going to keep that register. Yeah. That sounds like too much hard work for me. <laughs> so you need to have a list of 20 numbers, and every time you use it, you just cross that one off. Okay. Yep. All right, but can I... What's the time limit before I decide right. to take one? I'm, I'm not, I'm, I, I don't, I haven't, I've got to consider the game mechanics, so I'm not going to come up with that straight away. Okay. All right. Well, I want to take one and spin the wheel. Yeah. Okay. So roll me a d20. All right. Let's see what this is. Uh, do you want me to screen share so you can watch my roll? Yes, please. Can you please uh, oh. allow me? Oh, I thought I could. Um, one participant can share at a time. So you should be able to okay. share. Just press share screen at the bottom. Yeah. <clears throat> is it going to let me? It wasn't before. Let me we'll see. We'll go Alt S. Now it says host is disabled participant screen sharing. That is so not true. Yeah, it's oh, it has. So yeah. that's the default. Okay, now try it now. If not, you just have to do it the old fashioned way. Odd is bad, good, uh, good is even, yeah. Nobody judge how many unread emails I have in one of my... <gasps> what woman? I, I, why? I, you. I wasn't judging you until you pointed it out. <laughs> what? What is that? I mean, I'm bad, <laughs> but... That's nothing. I had 900 at one point. All right, let's see, That's guys. That's 38,000. Yeah. Let's go. Oh. Oh, even. Even oh, good. good luck. Bye. Okay, so roll. Have now some roll good luck. Find some time to sort out your emails. Okay, so, <laughs> so now roll me a D100. No. When, it, when it gets to that point, you no longer care. This is just upsetting my OCD. No, thank you. D100. <laughs> I'll do it on here. D. Ah, no. D100. Nineteen. How many? Nineteen. Nineteen, one nine. Yes. Okay. But with my awesome good luck for the next hour. Yeah, I know. That's fine. I'm just gonna. I'm. I'm thinking on the fly. Uh, yeah. Let's go Wait. with this. So I've used a different list to make it more interesting, um, and it should be good. So you, you are given um, the coin of combustion. A typical coin only distinguishable by the permanent scorch marks on either side. If placed in a coin purse, the purse becomes cursed. 
Any time a creature attempts to use the coins from inside, they're greeted by a handful of red hot coins and take 2d8 fire damage. If the creature wishes to maintain hold of the coins, they must succeed a constitution saving throw or drop the coins back into the purse. If they succeed on the save and remove the coins from the purse, they are instantly returned to normal. If the coins are poured from the bag, they glow red hot and can, cannot be extinguished for one minute and will set anything flammable that they touch on fire. Because, wow. because you're lucky, I will allow you, if you try, so in other words, if you're using it as a trap or a weapon, effectively, um, I will allow you to roll with advantage or for the bad guy to roll with disadvantage to be putting his hand into that hot bag and taking 2d8 fire damage. Nice. Could you send me a, a photo of that and the luck bag thing? Oh, okay. Uh, yes. And I rolled a 14, so I'll cross that off. Yep, that's cool. Um, and you rolled the bag, didn't you? The luck bag. So she's basically got a trick bag. Absolutely. Can you remember what number it was for the bag? Uh, I rolled a 14 for the, for the thing I ate. Yeah. And I rolled a 19 to get the burning coin bag. Yeah, I'm trying to think what you rolled for the bag of luck. The luck bag. Oh, it's 18. Oh, what I rolled to get it. I think it was a 29. 26? 27. Okay, well, I will find it and take a, a shot for you instead of trying to find it now, because I typically I can't find it when I need to. Um, um, yeah, remind me later and I will send that on to you. Okay, everyone done right. with the bill? Well, can I, <laughs> can I spin it twice more and use up? The rest of my 500 marks that I got as the payment from before. Sure. Why the jolly heck not? Remember, kids, gambling is bad. Addictive. Gamble, gamble responsibly, unlike Rosa. <laughs> gamble responsibly. Is it irresponsible if she knows she's going to win? I mean, yeah, I'm under the luck thing, so it makes sense to spend my money. I mean, I've only got fair, 500 marks on me at the moment. I mean, so. to be fair, it was 50-50. It could have been really bad luck. So anyway, yeah. so give me, throw me a number. Uh, so that was 58. 58. 58. 58. Okay, you get the uh, Fraz Herblues Tome of Secrets. Speak a name, and the tome will provide a fact and a lie about the person without differentiating which is which. Repeated oh. use, repeated uses of the same name has an increased chance of providing two lies. Hmm. Like truth or dare, <laughs> and then when you say truth, yeah. It, what what that says to me is that oh, let's test the DM with how quickly he can come up with facts <laughs> about yes. player non-player characters. Yeah. So clearly, I wasn't the lucky one in that role. So um, if he uses that on a player, the player would have to supply the two facts? Yeah. Yeah, let's do That's that. That's so awesome. Ooh, I like that. Okay. All right, and then my last, my last hundred marks that I'm willing to gamble. Yep. 79. 79. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, this is perfect for Rosa. Oh, my lordy lord. It's called the crown of leadership. When a, when a creature dons this crown, they will find anything they say is always screamed at maximum volume. 
The item is cursed and can only be removed in the traditional ways or by any soft-spoken priest of good aligned deity. So, what do you mean removed by traditional means? Remove curse spell. <laughs> remove curse. Yeah. Well, it's so, just why we got a cleric for that, right? <laughs> uh, if they have the spell, but I don't think they do. Not yet. Uh, anyway. What spell is it? Remove high curse. Level. You're not high enough. curse, no. Um, so you don't, you, you're not given, you know, the elf's not going to be an idiot about it and stick the crown on your head. He gives you a crown and tells you what it does. Um, so you can choose nice. to use it. I would and chuck that in my bag. Fantastic. All right, that is all my discretionary money spent. Cool, you're now destitute. Well done. Is Gregor going to take <laughs> all my money? Just my discretionary money. Sorry, song. Is Gregor going to take a spin? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Does anybody want to take a second spin? Hold on. Don't don't steal Gregor's thunder. Um. Oh, would you believe it? Oh, sorry. Ninety-six. Ooh. I thought it was 99, but it's 96. So, da, da, da. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> this is so worth 100 marks. He, um, so, Gregor wins the Black Shroud of Anubis. When covering Ooh. a dead body for 24 hours, it raises the dead body to eight, 11 hit points and zombie stats but their soul and personality are trapped within. Only an oh. exorcism can destroy the shroud by sending it to another plane of existence. That is horrible. <laughs> that yeah. is fantastic. Instant necromancy. Frozen <laughs> needs that shroud. Yeah, Gregor's not giving it to you. So when covering a dead body for 24 hours, it raises that body. Don't we have to go to a crypt? That's the, this is the stopover before yeah, James Yeah, we're going like to a crypt. From yeah. Jamestown, then on to Running Horse. So, because um, because um, Gregor's a silly old beg, he remind the DM that sometimes he may have this. <laughs> Whenever we need to animate a dead body, Gregor! Yeah, you need 24, <laughs> but you do need 24 hours notice first. Yes. Um, is, now, is, is it a once-only use? Uh, I think that uh, when covering it, once... Um, only, an exorcism, only an exorcism can destroy the shroud. So I'm assuming that once the dead body is raised, it continues to wear the shroud to keep it alive. So it's a one use, I think. Oh. Yeah, let's not, let's not make Gregor a necromancer just yet. <laughs> oh, I want to do it again. Do it again, do it again. Yeah, okay. Wookie comes up with her money. Okay. Wow, gambling addicts anonymous. Or not so anonymous. <laughs> Well, she doesn't value money that that greatly, so like you know, the fun of it is is of greater importance. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I don't value money either. So. Can I have yours then. <laughs> <laughs> Seventy-two. Know the value of money. <laughs> yeah, it's more valuable to me. To. Okay. So um, you win um, a beautiful uh, coloured crystal. It's called the Shard of Madness. The colours within this jagged crystal constantly clash in chaotic swirls. It has six charges on it and regenerates 1d6 charges per day. By focusing on the chaos within, you may expend one charge to cast Crown of Madness without maintaining concentration. Ooh. Elise, what the hell happened? I don't... Oh, my bad... 
I'm just going to stay like really close to this light. <laughs> My background light just died. So. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's so cool. it's fine. is everyone done now? So what, what does Crown of Madness do? Um, effectively, you cast Crown of Madness and you inflict psychic damage and you also get that person to attack other people, I believe. Okay. It's pretty good. It's a, it's a bard spell. I know bards have that spell. Um, so yeah, don't think was... he, I don't think Wookiee needs this thing to send people mad. <laughs> she creates madness. <laughs> it it <laughs> seems appropriate. And she seems to, to be collecting jewellery. And because she comes from a, a, uh, an area where they um, would dig up gems, this does feel appropriate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Okay, that's cool. Um, so you all, I'm going to assume now that you're all done with uh, playing Spin the Wheel? Yeah. Yeah. Is there anywhere else you'd like to visit in town? Um, for myself, um, you said there was. Give me a sec. Look at my notes. Sorry. <sighs> what was it you said? Uh, various shops and services. Would there be, say, uh, gunsmith or parts, uh, part shops for guns? Yep. Yep. There's. There would be a, a gunsmith's. All right. Um. I'm going to let the party know that's where I'm going to head. Okay. Yep. So um, you walk a, a couple of streets down where you were pointed in the right direction and there's a, a gunsmith and a gun shop and yeah. General gun paraphernalia. <laughs> cool. Um, all right. I'm going to walk into said shop um, and approach the person at the um, head of the shop. Yep. Um, and it's a dwarf. Male dwarf. Um, he's wearing um, goggles. Actually, I've got a set that look like kind of this. Uh, <laughs> oh, look. Uh, uh, like <laughs> Very good. Yeah, there we go. Nice. <laughs> um, he says, oh, uh, afternoon, sir. Uh, how can I help you? Um, I'm going to put my rifle on said table. Yep. Um, and I'm going to ask him if he has a second to have a look at this. Yep. As I've yes. had yeah, issues sure. with it jamming. Okay. Um, he takes a look at it. So it's, oh, it's a fairly decent model of rifle. You say it keeps jamming? Uh, it jammed the last time I used it. Yeah. You probably rolled some really bad dice. Um, <laughs> he says, yeah, I should be able to fix this. So I can see what's going on. It'll work again, but I can't promise it will never jam again. But uh, yeah. Do you uh, have some you have some sort of kit that I could buy off you to uh, repair if I have some issues in the future? Um, not really. You kind of need the appropriate skills uh, to do it, like, such as myself. Um, I will charge you 66 marks to repair your rifle for you. Um, out of character, how long do we have until the train leaves? Um, you've got about another hour. Uh, um, could you have this done within the hour? Yep, if you, I can, I can, I can take it out of the back and fix it while you wait, if you want. Certainly not a problem. Thank you. It'll cost you seventy-five for the rush job, but it's worth it. No problems. Okay, so you hand your money over. I'm going to say you're kind of spent out now because um, you've been spending, obviously. Uh, he takes it out and he, he picks up your rifle and heads through a beaded curtain out the back. You also see him pick up a really large, like hammer. And um, out of out of sight, but you can certainly hear there's this loud banging as he's hitting something with a hammer. 
Um, and after about 15, 20 minutes, he comes back out with the rifle. He says, there, it's all uh, unjammed for you. And, and, what, and because you pay 75 and he's a gunsmith, what will happen is the next three times where your gun might jam because you rolled low, um, you can re-roll. Sure. Okay. So it's fine dwarf craftsmanship. Um, it won't last forever, but it gives you that extra bonus and benefit as well. So, okay. Um, just to clarify, I want to have this conversation with the people at the train station before this hour of luck runs out. Sure. So I'm just going to check with everyone else. Um, does anyone else want to visit anywhere else in town before the train is ready to part? No, I'm going to make my way back to everyone. I'm guessing everyone's outside, okay. are they? Um, I'll, I'll assume that you meet up with them. Yeah, I'm just going to head back to the party. Okay. I, I get another special pie for the road. Okay, cool. So you haven't eaten well, mystery yet, pie, yeah. mystery meat pie. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so you meet back at the station. It's about twenty minutes before. Sorry, the I might purchase some oats for Beethoven as well. Oh yeah, we'd all forgotten Beethoven. <laughs> Don't tell him about the wheel because he would have wanted to have a go. Um, so yeah you I don't mean so tempted for a third spin I'm like no no don't yeah the the, 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 yeah the elf uh, closed up the the wheel and says I think we're out of prizes for today so (laughs) Um, stuff away how much for like a a saddle bag of oats a saddle um um, five marks cool and that would last quite a long time um, so you can put Beethoven, there's, um, there's a livestock wagon on, on the train. It's a different configuration. It's the same locomotive, but there's different configurations. There's not the armored car there anymore. Um, there's not a dining wagon. Um, however, there is a saloon car. Um, and yeah, and there's a mail wagon and, um, there's obviously, yeah, the livestock. So you can hitch Beethoven in there. You'll feel comfy in here, Beethoven. There you go. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty cushy. Nice. <laughs> and did I see you had some oats as well? Did you buy some mm, oats? Yeah, I'll, I'm, just, I'm assuming he would have a feed bag as part of the yeah. tack that was with him. So I'll just fill up the feed bag and put it on him. Yep, he does. He said, give me some oats. You go. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. <laughs> um, so, Rosa, you go into the railroad office. Um, it's, yes. and it's a bit like an old-fashioned bank. So there's a nice wooden counter on the top. There's some those um, um, kind of oil lamps with like the green kind of uh, shades over the top kind of for accounting purposes and things like that. And um, there's a halfling um, standing behind, um, you assume he's probably standing on a stool, uh, but he's behind the counter. And he's got a nice um, like black pinstripe vest and he's got like the half moon spectacles. And he's looking very, he's very smartly dressed. He says, oh, um, hello madam, can I help you? Hello, I'm here to speak to whoever is in in charge here about um, the incident back there with the robbery. Okay, well, I'm the, I'm the only person here at the moment, so I guess that makes me in charge. Uh, what incident? There's been an incident, you say? Yes, you weren't informed of the robbers that stole a good chunk of the gold from the oh, cart? Yes, I've, I've been told. Yes, I'm filling out paperwork as we speak. Yes, yes. Well, I was the one who um, helped recover the gold that was recovered and um, managed to retrieve the, the train carriage from the thieves. So I was just wondering... I need to speak to about collecting my reward? Um, I don't, I'm not aware that there was a reward and he starts looking through the papers. He says, I'm not, no, I doesn't say there's any reward, I'm afraid. Well, I did recover two 
well, they had four horses loaded with gold. I recovered half of that gold and recovered the train carriage. And I mean, I understand this is extenuating circumstances and all, but I'm sure you can agree that that's worthy of some kind of financial compensation. You certainly have quite a bit of money. You certainly have my gratitude, Miss. Thank you very much for being such a good citizen. Unfortunately, gratitude isn't going to um, pay my bills per se. So, okay. oh, so you, are you putting in a claim? Uh, whatever I need to do to get the compensation. Okay, okay. The, well, the I mean, I that, that's fine. Um, you'll, you'll need to fill in some paperwork and then that needs to go back to Liberty City to our head office for processing and uh, an assessment. I'm sure you can understand, you know, we're talking about money here, so, you know. Sure, can I have a look at this paperwork? Sure, and he reaches down he opens his drawer and he pulls out um, he pulls out a pile like this <laughs> and, and, he, and he pushes them over to you says that you need to fill all, all these out and then send them back to Liberty City is this like a initial here sign here mark over here yes or no <laughs> tick these boxes <laughs> it, it, yeah you you scan the documents and there's a lot of small print and there's a lot of words and yeah it's it's a very onerous task yeah I'm just gonna look. I understand that there's formalities in place. You're quite right. I am glad you're of a like mind. No, the world is nothing without order, and order needs authority, and authority needs paperwork. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure you can understand I'm rather busy, you know, going around saving trains, preventing robbery. Well, is that your job? Robberies, all of that kind of thing. Uh, I pick stuff up as I go. Okay. Um, and I'm sure fine gentlemen like yourself, as well-dressed and intelligent as you are, would know some way around this kind of hurdle. Oh, you sure you won't be willing to, I don't know, have me shout you a late lunch in order to kind of figure out a way around this paperwork? I do have to leave on the train in about an hour, so oh, that's you can okay. understand you can the predicament I'm in. No, I totally understand the predicament. I'm, I'm sorry that I'll probably cause you a bit of confusion there. You can take the paperwork with you. You can send it from any, any station. That's absolutely fine. You don't have to do it right now because I'm aware that you do have to get on the train. So, Yes, but I kind of need the, the financial recompense as quickly as possible. Well, as I'm look, sure you can um, understand. It's a, bit, it's a bit kind of, um, it's a bit out of the system. But I tell you what, I mean, you, you are right. You, you, did, you did obviously help. Um, although they're still trying to... Do you happen to know who crashed the train? Um, we did. <laughs> did. Have... No, there was a... There was a um... No, out of... I'm trying to remember what... The... Hmm. Out of character. Elf uh, lady. The... Who was in the thing? The elf lady. The elf bard lady. Cool. I'd be like, well, when I was trying to stop the train, there was um, this... I give the description of the elf bard lady, and... She, she was at the was controls invisible. when I tried <laughs> to... Like. Huh? She was invisible. That's what she looks like. Yeah. Well, she wasn't invisible when I got on the train. That's true. Okay. Yeah. I'll allow and it. She was at the controls. I think she did something. I'm usually pretty good with the, the technical things, but somehow even with the fire out and the brakes on, it still managed to keep going at quite a speed for mm. a considerable yeah. distance. So I think she okay. did I something to the I controls there. But I, I, kind of, I kind of wish I hadn't asked now, so that's fine. Um, okay, look, I, I'll sort you out with something. Um, just and he, make sure you take some paperwork. And he gets a, a small piece of paper uh, and he starts writing on it. And it's, it's, um, it's a nice piece of paper with kind of like gold lettering at the top of it. 
and he, and he starts to fill it in and he says, um, okay, so uh, my understanding is you're, you're traveling on to Jamestown? Yes, you are. You that, are. Yes, yeah. That's where the train's yeah. going, so, you know. Um, yes. Okay. So, um, and, he, and he folds it in half and he says, and he gives it to you and he says, well, when you're, when you're traveling, uh, make sure you take this to the saloon car and um, we'll see you, right? Okay. I love how you just went in and was like, can I speak to the manager? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much. It's his D&D speaking to the manager. I mean, Razor is a pretentious twat, so. Be nice. <laughs> What did you expect? <laughs> um, she's going to thank him and ask him if he wants a croissant because she's still got some croissants from Ellen. Yeah, he'll, he'll take a croissant. Thank you very much. Igbo pokes his head and he says, if you finish crushing trains again, uh, as is leaving. Yeah, and, and you hear the whoop, whoop. Yeah, it says, oh, miss, you better take your stuff and, and, and head out. The, the train's about to disembark. Huh? Have a safe trip. And um, as I say, we'll, we'll sort you out. Don't worry. Don't you worry. Goodbye. Mm. I'm going to have a look at that note once I leave the office. Yep. Um, as soon as you leave the office, um, you've never seen a halfling move so quick to jump over the counter. He pulls the blind down and he locks the door. <laughs> the note say? He says, um, please supply the bearer of this um, gift token um, with a free sandwich from the cart. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you, I have to talk to his, his regional manager. Wait, I'm hold gonna on. take this to the top. Hold on, and you can do that, and that's what the big pile of paper is for. However, I will allow you, because um, you still had your lucky bead, I'm gonna say you're still under the effects of luck. You also get a free yeah. packet of chips with it as well. <laughs> okay. You would have got that, but you were lucky. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I had that and my plus five to persuasion work out well for me in this game. It did, it really did. Um, so like... you all get on the train. I'm assuming, Song, you'll stay with Beethoven? Um, no, I think I'll to. put... No, I'll head back with the rest of That's the crew. That's fine. He's, he needs he's a bit got of a friends break. in there anyway. Uh, he needs a bit of a break from human company at the moment, or tabaxi <laughs> company anyway, so that's fine. Um, it, there's, there's no like first or second class. This is, generally speaking, just a relatively short trip. Um, because of the lateness of departure, which is 3 o'clock, you shall get into Jamestown by about 9pm uh, this evening. Um, the journey is, compared with your last journey, is relatively hassle-free. Um, the train doesn't blow up. Um, no magic spells are cast that you know of. Um, and um, <laughs> at 10 minutes to nine, you actually put into the station. So you make up a little, 10 minutes of time. Um, Jamestown is much smaller than Dynamo City. Um, it's, um, it's a bit like if you ever watch the, like, the classic Western movies, um, where the, the rail track and the... Um, it's just basically like a platform that's literally just outside the town. Um, I think I think I'm thinking of Back to the Future Three, where the, the train station is just basically a, a hut with where the train <laughs> stops. Um, and you are now in Jamestown. Um, the railway track continues um, on into Menlu Maya and Maya City, but you're not heading there. Um, you there's notice... a sign that says "Running Horse" that way. <laughs> Yeah, there is. Um, there's, and you see that there's like a track that moves down. Um, it's not, you know, it's like a dirt road, but it's clearly a track that points in the direction of Running Horse. Um, I, I will say that your train ticket um, also gives you one free night's accommodation in Jamestown. Um, and there's a hotel in town um, called uh, uh, the Silver Cactus. 
no, I'm so difficult. It's the Silver Cactus. It's a pretty nice place. Um, it's the only tavern in, or pub in town. It's the only saloon in town. Um, yeah, so I, I guess you all kind of repair to there and you take Beethoven with you? Yep. Cool. Stable him for the night, I guess. You're just assuming we all just take your book of going to this saloon, yeah? Well, if you it's do, if, if there's somewhere else you want to go in town, you just tell me. No, no, you're not good. Just, just saying. Um, and you. Rosa um, takes like a circle around the saloon, just to make a point. Yep. No, you can. Um, I'll be there waiting for you when you're finished. Um, and so you um, go in there. You order your food and drinks. I'm not going to deal with that because that's boring as hell. Um, and you can sleep during the night. You um, dawn is at seven the next morning. Um, and you are in Jamestown. Um, the road to uh, Running Horse runs to the south. Um, you are eight people with one horse. So I'm going to leave the session for there today. And when we join next week, um, I guess you guys have got to make some decisions about how you're going to travel in because the song's okay. Uh, I don't think that song would ride the horse. She would accompany it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. In fact, every so often, the song would give it a piggyback. Yeah. <laughs> really oh, you look tired, Beethoven. Come on. Yeah, I am, actually. Yeah. Sorry, Ikbo, you said something? Uh, I can fit on the horses. But I'm small. Yeah, that's true. Yep, you can, yeah, you, you can, you can go in one of the saddlebags. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we'll leave it there um, until next week. Thank you, everyone, for playing. Um, thank you for everyone on Facebook who's been watching. Um, again, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, pre please hit the subscribe button, which is down roughly this direction somewhere. Um, and I say, I promise you, when we get to 50 subscribers, um, I'll write a um, kind of uh, make-believe RPG. We'll do a one-shot. Um, it'll be fun. I've already got some good ideas. Um, so we want everyone to subscribe. Um, what else do I need to say? Keep listening to the podcast. Um, there's an oh yeah, I'm gonna to go to Carmen who plays Rosa because we're gonna you're gonna very quickly in thirty seconds tell us about the new game that you'll be running that I'll be playing and trying to break. Yes, so starting this Sunday, we're gonna be running a new campaign or a different campaign um, called what did we decide to call it in the end? Uh, Choosing to live. I Choosing think. to live. That's Choosing right. Choosing to live. It's clearly such a memorable title. I forgot. <laughs> yes, yeah, and this is gonna be a. Uh, sort of recent post-apocalyptic campaign, uh, looking at the world after a zombie apocalypse with a team of uh, rugrats and such who have just emerged from a bunker where they've been stored underground for five years and now they're going to be trying to unravel the cause and progression of this virus and encountering the kind of society that has arisen after this zombie apocalypse and figuring out how to make their way through this new world. So, yeah. That sounds like something you're interested in. Please come and join us. It'll be running on Sunday nights from 4 p.m. till 9, no, 4 p.m. till 7 p.m. Australia, uh, Western Australian Standard Time. Yep. And, and we'd love to see you all there. Yep, and and uh, as well as YouTube, are we running that live on Facebook as well? Uh, I believe so, yes. Okay, cool. That's the aim. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. So next week will be episode nine. In my mind, this season will run for 13 because that's a classic season. Um, so we're heading, we're, we're past the beginning, we're over the middle and we're heading towards um, not just spinning a wheel. Um, so there's a bit of a change of pace for today. 
Um, so thank you everyone for joining us um, and I will go around so everyone can say their goodbyes. So uh, Timber. Hi, Serena here. I played a Timber who uh, didn't get up to much this episode, but I'm sure things will get more interesting while he has to do some running next episode. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. And Song. I'm Elise and I play Song of the River. Um, and stay tuned because I will eventually be starting up my own YouTube projects in the works. It's going to be about rich stuff. So awesome. um, hopefully be releasing my first video this month. So stay tuned. Can't wait. And down to Rosa. Correct direction. Uh, Sorry, I'm very tired. Hi, I'm Rosa slash Carmen. Thanks for watching. <laughs> that was awesome. Tired. We'll rehearse for that for next time. And yeah. even further down, we have Carswell. Um, no, yeah. to, to your right. Um, it's <laughs> um, different on everyone's screen. Oh, I've <laughs> just been wasting my time then. Uh, thank you to everyone tonight. Um, hopefully I'll have my camera sorted if I can get one because they are all out of stock at the moment. All these people want to go online on video. Yeah. Such a vain, glorious load of sanitars. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you, Jezza. And we're going to go to Wookie. Night all. I'm looking forward to more mischief um, as I drive people mad in so many, many ways. Absolutely. Now you've got <laughs> many more fun. ways now. <laughs> in, in, enjoy your adventuring. And I will probably see you Sunday for Carmen's, wherever Carmen is. Cool. New game. Fantastic. Yeah. Yep, looking forward to that. And we'll wrap up with Stuart. Uh, hi guys, um, Stuart playing Igbo, the Kobold Rogue. Um, catch us next time when he enjoys pigeon pie. <laughs> <laughs> hi everyone, Phil here again. I hope you enjoyed what you've just listened to. This is Distant Grey D&D and you can find us on YouTube with the channel of the same name, Distant Grey D&D, just to keep it simple. If you like us, you can follow us also on Facebook where we're Distant Grey Dungeons and Dragons group. I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to our little production. It's a zero-budget group of friends just getting together and playing the game, and we hope it inspires you to play more too. So, for now, until we meet again, thank you so much for listening to The Copper Wars, and this is Phil from Distant Grey D&D. Thank you.